Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm delighted to share my first series is in partnership with Heck, who, like me, do things differently. Being an independent and British family-owned business, they use the finest ingredients in small batches, pulling out all the stops to bring that farmer's market quality to the supermarket shelf. In addition to their delicious original range, they offer veggie options too, catering for absolutely everyone, all of which can be found online at heckfood.co.uk and in the major supermarkets too. Hello and thank you so much for tuning in to Food for Thought, a podcast on a mission to simplify nutrition, equipping you with all the evidence-based advice you need to live and breathe a healthy lifestyle. I'm Rhiannon Lambert, Harley Street nutritionist, master practitioner, personal trainer and best-selling author of Renourish, A Simple Way to Eat Well. I'm so excited to share my vision of food far beyond the confines of my clinic. I truly believe food should always be a positive aspect of life, offering enjoyment, fuel and happiness for both the mind and body. I'll be joined by some very special guests and we'll be talking about how to develop a healthy relationship with food and what does that even mean? How does it make us feel and how it can change our lives forever? Ronnie O'Sullivan OBE is widely regarded as the most talented snooker player in history. In his 25 years in the game, Ronnie has won five world championships, 33 titles and continues to dominate the sport at the age of 42. Nicknamed the Rocket for his rapid playing style, he holds the record for the fastest recorded maximum 147. Ronnie has been open about his struggles with drugs and depression throughout his career and has written two autobiographies in which he describes how he turned to running to remain focused and fit. Away from snooker, he's a father of three and a best-selling crime novelist. And having first met Ronnie in my clinic just over a year ago now, I am so lucky not only to call him a dear friend of mine, but co-author of a book we've written together, which is out next year, called Top of Your Game, Eating for the Mind and Body. Hello, Ronnie. How you doing, Ryan? You all right? Yeah, I'm good. I'm so glad I managed to get you up to London. I know that's a big ask. <laughs> well, it is at the moment, because I've kind of just um, kicked back the last two or three months. Yeah. I've been at home just sort of like re-energising, if you like. Re-energising. Yeah, love re-energizing. the use of word. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, I think you're very open and honest from your battles with drugs, depression, becoming the, you know, the public profile that you've got now as a snooker player. You're constantly under pressure to perform. And how do you think your relationship with food has evolved? Um, I think I've always been a great um, lover of food because mm. of my mum's Sicilian background. So oh, yeah. ever since I was a young kid, it was always proper food. You know, there was mm-hmm. none of these pre-packed meals. <laughs> you know, I used to like have a little bit of sneaky ready-made mash with a powder. Yeah. I was only like 10 and that was just <laughs> it was a quick meal before I went to the snooker club. Yeah. But basically a proper meal for me was homemade lasagna, pasta, chicken, yeah. fillet steak, oh, proper veg. Yeah. All cooked with garlic, herbs. I mean, you'd open my mum's front door and you'd go, whoa, the <laughs> smell of garlic would just woof through I the house. I loved the smell of garlic. But I though. loved it. I yeah. used to think, oh, it's so good to be home. Yeah. And um, so I've always been a lover of good food. Mm. Um, but then obviously you move out your mum's house. Mm-hmm. She then goes, well, I'm not your servant. I'm not your cook and cleaner. So then you kind of have to find ways to kind of, how do I keep having good food in my life? So I've learned to cook. And um, and then obviously working with you was, yeah. was great because then I started <laughs> to look at food in a nutritional way rather mm. than just seeing it as like, oh, that's food and I'm hungry and I'm going to eat that and, yeah. you know, and, and, and not know sometimes, you know, why I felt sluggish and tired and maybe gaining weight that I didn't want to gain. Yeah. Um, now I kind of can be much more... Uh, you know, more mathematical about mm. how I'm eating there and, and eat yeah. certain foods to get a certain result, you know. Because yeah. at the end of the day, I know snooker isn't like, I'm not running like Usain Bolt or, or doing... Well, you're quite a runner like still. Mo Farah, but... <laughs> but you still like, you want to feel mm. good, you know. And, and good food makes you feel good. I love that. Good food does make you feel good. I mean, when we first discussed your nutrition, I remember you being puzzled that despite the fact you were actually running over 40 miles a week, mm. you kept on putting the weight on. Mm. I remember when you came to me, like, what is going on? I've got these injuries. I'm gaining weight. What were you doing around that time? Um, I was still eating good food, but I remember I remember when you, you said to me, well, tell me what you actually eat. And I went, well, I've just come back from Bulgaria. The food was fantastic out right there. I says, and I know olives are good for you. So I said, oh, I'm eating a lot of the olives and stuff. And you went, well, how many did you eat? And I said, oh, I ate 29. You went, well, you're really only meant to eat eight at a serving. Yeah. I was like, okay. So basically I was eating four times in man yeah. of what I probably should have been. And I'm yeah. one of them, my eyes are too big for my belly so yeah. I'll eat and eat and eat until I think I can't eat no more but actually I think it was the avocado I really avocado, remember avocado I was yeah. on two or three of them a day I remember yeah high and fat low carb wasn't low it low carb and then I lost yeah. my mind where I couldn't concentrate on a com- even the conversation that someone was having and then it was only when you said to me oh carbs feed the brain and I yeah. was like really so that kind of all <laughs> like made sense why I was feeling a bit well feeling yeah. really poorly really yeah and I think you're not really alone there I think because everyone sees these types of foods as being so good for you you know like mm. all Olives, avocados, like the two examples we've listed. Mm. So everyone out there would, of course, naturally think, well, the more of them I eat, the better. Yeah. But there's still portion control in everything. Yeah. I mean, we were even looking at the size of your hands and using easy guides because mm. once you started to know how much to put on your plate, mm. it really changed, didn't it, from how much you were eating before? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it was, um, you know, I, f- I found, you know, I can get like the, like we do, like the three meals a day and the two snacks. Yeah. And yeah. I couldn't, I'm not sure, I probably could get away with three meals in a day, but I just find that sometimes in snacks and a glass of water mm. just carry me through nicely. So as yeah. I'm, when I get to my next meal, I'm not starving, but I know it's time to eat. And yeah, I know totally. that once I've eaten that, it just kind of stabilizes me. You just feel better. And I think because you were running so much, it was mm. really confusing because you can't mm. out train, you know, a bad diet, can no. you? No. And that's the biggest thing because you were, I mean, you're a really good runner. 
Yeah, decent. Yeah, and I'm still pretty decent. Yeah, I think like yeah, like yeah. I said with you, it was um you got me looking at more like portion control sizes mm. and sort of cutting out certain stuff in you know learning how to read mm. food labels yeah. and, and certain foods to eat. And I've kind of like took it on board, and you know I feel fantastic for it. I feel better yeah. physically, and yeah. I feel better mentally as well. It's amazing. It's amazing to hear that. And I think was there ever like a pivotal moment that made you think that now is the time to start this? Like, what was the real turning point? I think I was I was in China and I was trying to get myself fit. So I was training and I was, you know, and I, and I, and I, I was sweating a lot as well. Mm. So I'd finish a match and my shirt, you could literally wring it out. Yeah. And I thought, well, that's no good because I've had times where I haven't had to do that. But I was really fit. So I knew yeah. I was maybe a bit overweight or carrying a bit too much fat mm. and... Um, and then I remember like being in in, in, a, in a match. I was in the quarterfinals and I was four one up, and I should have won it. I said I should have won. I didn't win the match, but he mm. was he was he was there for the taking. And I just remember feeling really lethargic. Yeah. And I thought, oh, what a horrible time to feel like that. And just um, when you need to switch on. Yeah, and then and then I kind of like about a month later, I come to see you, and um, and then we started talking about it, and you just. And it kind of made sense that once I started eating well, I've got to be honest with you, I haven't had one day since eating well where I haven't had energy. There's yeah. been times where I've been overtired through training, yeah. and I know that feeling. That's different. Oh, yeah. That's different to just hitting a, a dull spot. Cool. Um, but through, you know, if by eating well and training right and doing all that, I, I literally don't have a day where I feel like I'm dropping in energy. So for me as yeah. a sportsman, that's great. It's incredible. And I think even you just sharing that you can be at that moment, that was a big moment for you. Remember being 4-1 up and then suddenly you just, mm. you don't know where the match kind of went. Yeah, well, I, I kind of, yeah, I, I know why I lost and it wasn't good and it kind of like, and I thought I don't really want to kind of like lose, I don't mind losing if, yeah. if I'm outplayed, but yeah. losing where you're kind of losing yeah, the gym, of feeling tired. And if there's something that you can do about it to, to not make yourself feel tired, then why wouldn't you do that? Well, that's just it. And I think we spent such a long time together busting myths. And um, now you've kind of found your balance. Mm. How did you first get drawn into these like unhealthy diets or these kind of things we were doing before? Um, well, like I said, because when I used to run like 35 miles a week, I could probably, like my portion control, I could get away with mm. probably eating double what I do now. Yeah. So it was, it was fine, you know, yeah. but once I couldn't and I, but I was still training maybe three, four, you know, I was running 15, 20 miles or 15 yeah. miles a week in yeah. the gym a bit. So it wasn't like I was inactive. No. I just found myself putting on weight and it, and what it was, was basically that it wasn't that I was eating so much of the wrong stuff. There probably was a bit of that as well, but it was just the portion control. Yeah. You know, I thought as long as it, if it's healthy, then it must mean you can eat as much as it as you I like. Know, I but know, But it's not actually <laughs> the case. So I've kind of had to relearn that side of it. Yeah. And sometimes I struggle with it because I just want to pig out and I just yeah. think, oh, but <laughs> I, I don't. Do. <laughs> I go have a snack, da da da, and then yeah. again I do let myself go. Yeah. But I'm very quickly the next day back on it and I have a good week good two weeks so you know it's I mean I think you've got a great balance that's one thing I really see with you now is how far you've kind of come on your mm. own journey and it's remarkable and I remember you showing me or telling me about what you'd eat at the Chinese or something mm. and I remember seeing that kind of spread of food and now you allow yourself what you enjoy but you'd never have the same quantities but we also had the injuries as well do you remember I mean we're looking at I think overtraining is something that is also mm. not often thought of as a, as a problem mm. people see it as go you you're going yeah. for it you're going 
going for yeah. it. How did you, I mean, was that a struggle, cutting that down a bit and changing your mindset? Yeah, well, it, it helped because once I started, because I didn't change, I thought, well, I'm not going to change, the. Tr- when I come to see you, I thought, well, I'm not going to change any of the exercise mm. that I'm doing. I just want to see what difference the food plan makes. Yeah. And I know it's within two months I'd lost, or maybe two, three months, I can't remember exactly what yeah. it was. I'd lost a stone and You'd a half. A, yeah, you did so I knew well. it was the food. I knew it wasn't because I was training better or more. Mm. I thought, let's just stick to the, that. Let's just change the food. And, and, you know, and once I convinced myself, that, that to me convinced me that it was mostly food. Yeah. And if you get that right, then you can be the you know, have the body shape and feel, 100%. you know, how you want to be. Totally. So, um, but it was only, I think about a week and a half ago, I, did, I, I got into overtraining again and it was, uh, yeah, yeah. I just kind of got this little urge to think, I want to get back into running again and I, and I overdone it and again, I got to the semi-finals of a tournament and I hit a dead spot where mm. it wasn't to do with food, it was just, I'd overtrained, I'd yeah. overrun and, I, and I knew that tiredness and I lost the match and, you know, yeah, I was a bit disappointed but I wasn't that bothered really mm. um, but it just shows you you know a little bit of overdoing that overtraining I know. you know if you've got nothing to do for two or three days you yeah. just sit on the couch and recover yeah. but when you've got to go and play semi-finals of a major oh, tournament gosh. it wasn't good and that's one thing that we focus on a lot is that your mind and your mental state is just as important as the physical kind of stuff. Mm. And people underestimate what a big impact that can mm. have. And mm. I mean, you're also forever going back and forth to China. And I know you absolutely love it out there. But mm. how are you managing to maintain your kind of healthy, balanced diet when you're away from home now? Because I know you're here with me today. You've yeah. actually got your lunch on the table with your hex sausages, haven't you? Yeah, Which my is in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I always like to carry food with me. So if I go to China, yeah. I take my peanut butter, I take yeah. my snacks, I take um, yeah, a few tins of tuna, a yeah. few tins of sweet coon, some kidney beans. Yeah. You're so good. Um, they're just my snacks. So if I'm yeah. out there and I'm in the room and I think I'm not hungry, um, but I know that I should have something before mm-hmm. I have my dinner in maybe two mm-hmm. hours, I snack on it. So, so there's good. less chance of me eating. And that's so cheap and affordable. Like I don't yeah. think people think to put stuff like that as a snack. Yeah, like yeah. they think I have to buy some packaged bar or I have to get no. some expensive, yeah. healthy thing. But pack of beans or like sweet corn, like you said, or something, a tin. Mm. Yeah, it's so affordable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I find you can just snack your way through the day sometimes. You totally. know, I don't have to like have big meals, and I'd rather just eat little and often. Yeah. Sort of, sort of. Sort well, that's sort what of works for you. And I know you said you would love to live in China one day. Yeah. Does that still stand? I love China. I love the culture. I love the people. And yeah. um, you know, I do spend some of my time out there I mean I can't do the backwards and forward to all the tournaments because there's like seven eight tournaments there and that's That's seven eight long trips a year so I'll probably pick like one or two events a year that I'll go there I love being there um you know got great culture great food yeah um yeah so you know it's probably somewhere that um yeah because of work and stuff like that and friends I got there and Chinese food isn't what it is here is it no, it's very different. So yeah. they, have, they have like a hot pot out there. I don't know if you've ever had hot pot before. No, I haven't. But it's basically like a pot that they put in the middle of the table. Okay. And there's a heating system that comes up. So it's like it's like boiling water. Yeah. And then you kind of, they bring your meat and your fish and your vegetables. And you kind of cook it yourself. So That's you know so like cool. where you put, um, you have like a little basket where you put yeah. your chips in. Yeah. Well, they put that in the water. So you oh, put your food so in that and it the, boils yeah, in the yeah, water. Yeah. And then you have your little bit of soy sauce and uh, spicy sauce sauces, yeah. garlic on the side that you make up yourself. That's so lean compared to here it where it's is, drenched um, in oil. Oh, honestly, it's so lovely, honestly. It's such oh, a I great, could live like that. 
hot pot is such a great way to eat. Yeah. Um, where can we go in London for hot pot running? We need to I'm, find some. I'll, I'll, I'll have a look and I'll find you. I think there's one in <laughs> yeah. Sheffield, but wherever there's a heavy, heavily populated okay. Chinese community, you'll probably is. find a hot pot because okay. it's really popular in China. Right. Okay, um, Sheffield, that's on the cards then, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a kind of day routine that's the key to your success? I and mean, I'm sure a lot of people ask you this, but you know, you're up against people that are half your age and you're still winning. You are, let's be fair, you're doing incredibly well. Mm. What is the routine before the game to get you in that state of mind i probably don't um because i'm i'm sort of trained in a way um over the years to be disciplined so it's not like i have to you just you just become that person in Mm. a way you know you just switch on and switch off at certain points um probably for me i have to go really against the grain so i try to not put so much importance on anything yeah because i think if you try and sort of get over over ready for something then you kind of start to put more importance on it than you should mm. really i just try to treat every match like i'm going down the club to practice that's so good no superstitions no then. no yeah i used to i used yeah. to have some superstitions and it wasn't a good way to, no. to work um, i think they're quite scary aren't they yeah because you're kind of like you know i don't know i just kind of like if something goes wrong you can kind of think well that's it today's not going to be my day whereas i'd just rather just go with the flow yeah you know just just treat every moment well, definitely. Give it its merit sort of You've thing. You've got the kind of best attitude. And I'm sure, do you get asked a lot of the time by younger players, you know, like, how do you do it? Are they, are they constantly asking for tips and tricks? Yeah, I mean, there's some some of them do. Yeah, you know, a lot of the Chinese, and a lot of, they're always watching you. Like, like, I used to watch Stephen Hendry. I used to try and pick up on yeah. stuff like him. And, you know, um, so, I'm, yeah, I'm sure they they do. But, you know, I, I just... Yeah, I mean, if 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 you if they want it bad enough, then they're prepared to be open minded to learn stuff. But yeah. you know, you get so focused on what you have to do that oh, sometimes all you can do is lead by example, and hopefully, the ones that want it can watch. And I think you you learn a lot by watching other people. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot; we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yeah, I mean, that's something I didn't even think I was going to ask you, but would you ever one day, maybe in the future, set up like a training school or is that not? Um, I think I'd rather become a running coach than a snooker coach, to be honest with you. Although snooker's been a great sort of thing for me. Yeah. um, I just think at some point when I finish playing snooker, I just want to kind of like not get away with it completely. Um, A pundit, a commentary, that'd be great because I I love to watch the game. Yeah, your commentary's good. It's good fun. (laughs) But I'm not sure I'd want to kind of have that responsibility of sort of living and breathing Mm. the sport again through somebody else's performances. Mm. 
no, that's you know, a very interesting so, point. So for me, I think I would like to become more a running coach. Yeah. Um, it's outdoors. It's fresh air. It's something I love. Can't and I, and I, th- and I sometimes think to become a good coach, you shouldn't have been good at the sport. So if you look at the football managers, okay. the best ones weren't really good players. Yeah. Um, and you look at some of the snooker coaches, the best ones don't even really know how to play snooker. Mm. They just have patience mm. with their client. And yeah. I just think for me to be a snooker coach, I'd just get too frustrated. I'd be like, well, why can't you do this? I actually so, appreciate your honesty with that because I uh, think that is such a good point. Mm. It kind of rings true to me as well. It's like mm. if you're going to work with somebody, they, mm. they should be compliment. You should be able to compliment them and support them and help them. And yeah. Yeah, if you always had that in the back of your mind, it's probably not a great, yeah. Yeah, so I think running coach would be better than me because I'm you, not a great runner, but I have a great love for the sport. Well, you take your kids running as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my daughter's quite quite good and I take her, take, you take them running over the forest and yeah. I'm going to try and get her to do a junior park run. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh. I was a volunteer uh, this Sunday at the junior park run, which was one Amazing. of the best. It was brilliant. It was like yeah. 60 kids turned up. Yeah. And it was brilliant just to be part of it, you know. Well, your daughter's also into her food as well, isn't she? So we've had her in the kitchen cooking away she's really really good yeah I try to make them like mindful of whatever they're putting and and they're really good I mean sometimes I test them and I go (laughs) you know you had this do you want want a cake do you want this and she's like no no I've had one biscuit and I'm like that's really good I mean for me I'd eat the old packet (laughs) you know but her she's sort of like she's quite smart and she's like, got good role models it's great mm. and you're a fan of spicy food I mean I'll never forget when you made yeah. me that curry oh. and I literally could I don't think I could um, I couldn't even swallow it it was so spicy it tasted amazing it was just really really hot so have you always experimented with different types of cuisines um, yeah I started off learning to cook Chinese because one of my friends was from Hong Kong and he was a very very good cook so yeah. my first sort of stuff that I started cooking was Chinese food Okay, which was great but there was so much prepping involved oh my gosh there's so many ingredients aren't there like different yeah it's just a lot of prepping I mean the cooking yeah. time takes like one or two minutes yeah and if you've got the time then it's okay to prep mm. but you know I'm quite a busy person and I sometimes think I haven't got the time to just do it so yeah. I've kind of started to learn to cook more Indian sort of yeah, food because yeah, yeah. you can just throw the spices oh, in put it all in you've got that palette of I remember in your house you've got that amazing spices yeah. palette yeah haven't you who was yeah. it that gave you that um, my best friend George, his mum, um, his mum, who's from yeah. Sri Lanka, yeah, and she just cooks loads of curries. Incredible. And I wanted to learn to cook a curry, and he went right. My mother-in-law will show you. So she come round my my friend's mum's yeah. house, and we just sat there all day yeah. cooking fish curries, chicken curries, and <laughs> stuff like that. Day of curries. Yeah, yeah. So um, and I just thought it's just so easy to cook. Hundred um, percent. Throw it in a pan. 25 minutes yeah job done yeah and you got food for two days well i i couldn't agree more because food prep's a really important thing mm. you're really mm. hot on your food prep now yeah yeah so you're always so organized yeah because i think last time you even had a what was it you've made the green it was frozen you'd made a batch of frozen kind of spices or something that we used in yeah could... that's right yeah yeah so i had to put my gingers my chili yeah. and my garlic so rather than have to cut it all up and mash it all yeah. up i just stick it all in a pot yeah. and uh, stick it in a freezer and yeah. just take it out as you so i was yeah. genuinely so impressed ronnie you were the first client that's ever used that much initiative when I visit their kitchen. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is really good. So we now have lots of questions from followers. Yeah. You probably get them a lot, but I'm going to reel off a few of the top ones that stood out here. Mm. Um, they're quite interesting. So let's see what you have to say. So from Andy, we have, you threaten to retire all the time. Mm. What is it that makes you love and hate the game so much? I suppose in a way, um, you know, the highs that I get from the from the game... 
are so high that you just think I just know that you know it's too, it's too hard to give up. Um, the lows become quite low sometimes because you think I know what I'm capable of, and if I'm not performing, then you can you know it, it borders on the line of frustration. Mm. Um, so you kind of have that like yeah I love it one day and when things are going great and I it's don't mean it's down to you isn't it the pressure's on your shoulders yeah, either it's way not, it's not so much the pressure but it's just the the feeling of playing the perfect not even the perfect game but just playing you know playing to a certain level where you think it's acceptable mm. and sometimes I've won tournaments where I thought it wasn't acceptable and everyone's like you know you played great I'm like well it didn't feel great oh, so it's yeah. kind of more about it's more from a selfish uh, perspective mm. really that if, if, if I feel like I'm enjoying well, it I wouldn't even then... call that selfish Ronnie I just mm. think that you're actually being honest and in tune with how you're really feeling so a lot mm. of people out there probably feel exactly the same mm. way mm. but they don't speak about it which I find quite strange, really, because, mm. like, you know, I think if, if you know, if you've won and you've not performed great, you should be okay to, to say, well, I, you know, I know I got a result, but, you know, I'm more of a, like, a, I say an artist in, in a way that I kind of, mm. it's not always about the end product, it's more about the process. And yeah. if I've enjoyed the game, you know, sometimes I come off and I've lost the game, but I've really enjoyed it and I've come off buzzing. It's so you know, good. I can't wait to get to the next <laughs> yeah, match. You it's know. so good because it's not always about winning, is it, for you? Not, it's not about really. how you play. Not really. I, mean, I always find winning is a byproduct of performing well. If you perform well, then I always think results will take care of itself. If I was mm. results driven, then I probably wouldn't have tried to play to the level that I've played I just think well what have I got to do to get over the mm. line and sometimes winning and playing well are two to totally different things I've won many tournaments not playing well yeah um so winning and playing well very different you know you're either you know you I think I'm a winner and there's yeah, a few people in yeah. the circuit that are winners um, but playing well is, is a different thing altogether well, as well. Well that's coming from yeah, a true champ I would say. What a very very good answer there for Andy. Um, so Jonathan has said players are always trying to slow your game down. How do you overcome it? Um, <laughs> I don't really know really. I think you just have to be you have to be relaxed you have to be mm. calm you have to kind of you know not get too wrapped up in mm -hmm. your emotions sometimes you know you have to kind of wait for your moment um, because they might be doing certain things that they think might be slowing you down. But in fact, you know, you just have to kind of wait for your moment to then pounce. And then, you know, what, you know, the way I look at it is if an opponent's trying to slow me down, he's mm. probably going to spend an hour to win two frames. Whereas if when I get my chance, I can win f six frames yeah. in an hour. So I just yeah. kind of think, well, let him have his <laughs> moment, but I'll just have to be patient to get my yeah. moment. So That's quite a skill being patient. Yeah, you have to be, you know, yeah. yeah. I mean, Steve Peters has learnt me that as well, you know. Sometimes yeah. I used to get really frustrated if it didn't happen immediately. Mm. But um, he said, you know, sometimes it's just, it is fickle. So, yeah. you know, from one moment to the next, a lot can happen, a lot can change. Advice, so no. you keep that like a little bit of open-mindedness when mm -hmm. you're out there, then you've well, got a chance. Well, that's the thing. And you're, you've also got a clear head. And John has actually said, I'm definitely a better player when I'm drunk I'm not sure about that John but he said do you recommend having a drink before playing um, personally I don't no. drink but I do know <laughs> some players that feel a little bit better if they have a couple of drinks mm. um, I know some of the dark players drink quite a lot but that's part of their culture I think it growing is, up in yeah. pub, pubs and stuff like that but as far as a snooker player, I'm not really sure drinking is the way to go. But if you're doing it for fun and just for a few frames with your mates down yeah, the club, yeah. then... it's different, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, why not? Yeah, no, it's a good good answer there, Ronnie. Thank you. Um, Danny has said, why don't you want your children playing snooker? Um, I don't mind them playing for fun. I mean, and I love snooker. I just kind of not 
to um, in love with the snooker world, you know. Mm. So yeah, I'd rather them do something else. But obviously, if that's what they wanted to do, then you, you can't stop them. But yeah. having been through a career of playing snooker, I'd hate them. To have, like I said, to have to relive it again. You yeah. Know? So yeah. probably from a selfish p- point of view again. And protection, I think. That yeah. Part yeah. of being a parent, definitely. So um, the last question we got from one of your followers is from Max. And he said, when you aim, um, so basically when you aim, is it a pure instinct or is it something that you have to process, like working out the angles, like a numbers kind of thing? In tournaments, it becomes instinctive because you shouldn't wow. really be thinking about anything other than just to pot the ball, really. Um okay. So, but in practice, obviously, you're always tinkering around and you're trying to work out why certain things happen, and that's why it's called practice because that's where you try different things out. Yeah. But when it comes to the match table, then you have to kind of block everything out and go, right, I'm here, you know, and I've just got to try and win the mm. game and 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 try and, and then it becomes more of a, a mental sort of game where you're trying to clear your mind and play from a free mind, really. Incredible. That's one of the things where I know when we were working nutritionally anyway. So the mind, and that's where we're writing our next book next year mm. is. It's all about how we fuel your body and your mind because yeah. people just underestimate how much you can get from it and what yeah. you need. You need it every single day. And it's not like, um, I think it was something um, Lisa said when we had Lisa Snowden on. She said, if you've, if you've hurt your head, mm. you can't just go and get a plaster and put it back on. Mm. You know, because your mind is something that we actually have to soothe and heal and work yeah. on ourselves. It's something that we just don't do enough. Yeah, It's really interesting. So... We are now moving on to my favourite part of the podcast, which is the quickfire round. <laughs> okay, Ronnie, are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> All right. What is always in your fridge? Hummus. Oh, good. You can only have one kitchen gadget. What would it be? Frying pan. This is quick. This is good. Signature homemade dish? Uh, curry. Yes. <laughs> favourite restaurant? Uh, the Ivy. Nice. Um, one food you can't live without? Fish. Fish. I love fish. <laughs> you can't live without fish. Can't live without fish. Um, strangest food you've ever eaten? Uh, ball's testicle. Oh, my gosh. Where was that? China. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Normal day in China. Did, did you order that? Normal, no. No. I, did, I just, I just was felt a bit confident and thought, okay. I'll try this and try that. And then Very they told good. me afterwards. <laughs> What did it taste like? It tasted all right. Okay. Best thing on the di- best thing on the table. There you go. There you go. And what is your go-to healthy dish in a rush? Go-to healthy dish in a rush. I'd have to say um, probably an omelette. Yeah, probably I think that's a omelet. really good answer. Yeah, probably an omelette. Yeah, definitely. Um, who is your biggest cooking inspiration? My biggest cooking inspiration would probably have to be my mum, I think. I love that answer. Yeah, I think my mum. I've learned a lot from her. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you grew up with all that amazing yeah, food. Yeah, yeah. She's made me confident about cooking yeah. food, you know. That's incredible. What is your favourite childhood treat? Childhood treat would have been... Um, oh, I used to like them mousses that used to get at Tesco's <laughs> with a cream on the top. But then what like mousses, more like a... <laughs> Uh, oh, it was nice. I can't remember the name. I of them, can't but... remember those. Yeah, they're still out now. Are they're they? still out now. Yeah, they're unbelievable. I mean, oh, they've been goodness. going for years. They're just really? one of them that, yeah. Oh, I know what to get you for Christmas. Beautiful. Um, <laughs> what is the last thing you tried for the first time? Last thing you tried for the first time. It gets everyone thinking this Maybe one. Maybe frozen berries. Really? Frozen oh, berries that's is great. good, yeah. Oh, that, that, I'm so proud with that answer. That's brilliant. Um, <laughs> and that wraps up the um, episode today. But before we finished with every single guest, we asked them what their food for thought is. So to give you an example, I admit to not yet watching 
an entire game of snooker, but mm. I get when you're playing, I do get pretty much all the way through nearly. I always make sure I watch the end as well. <laughs> so I'm there. I might be in and out of the kitchen. But concentrating, like we were saying. So what's interesting is our ability to concentrate and focus comes from an adequate supply of energy, which we've discussed is blood glucose to the brain. And in fact, the brain uses 20% of all energy needed by the body. So the glucose in our blood comes from all carbohydrates we eat, foods including fruit, veg, cereals, bread, rice, potatoes, sugars, lactose and milk, you name it. Eating breakfast and regular meals containing some carbs ensure you'll have high enough glucose in the blood. So healthier sources of carbs include whole grains, fruit and veg, and not having enough glucose in the blood can make us feel weak, tired that we've discussed as well, and maybe fuzzy minded. So my food for thought is to really think about concentration and think about the fuel you're putting into your body. What would your food for thought be if you could leave the listeners with one thing today? It could be anything. I think it's to get a healthy balance on your plate. So like you say, you have the carbs, protein, and a little bit of fats. Um, Amazing. I just find that if you get all three of them in, you've yep. kind of covered every base. Yeah. Yep. And then off the top of that, you kind of like you've got a good base, then you can kind of get away with. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think you know my mistake was not getting enough carbs at one stage mm. and yeah. just feeling really bad for it. Yeah. Um, but not knowing why. But now Amazing. I know why that. You know, we you probably need a bit of everything. Yeah. Um, and like you say, you know, when you talk about a lot of these vegans going vegan, unless you do mm, it properly, properly, it can yeah. be quite dangerous. Of course. So unless you're an expert on food or you've got an expert advising mm-hmm. you, I mm-hmm. think the best thing for the for a layman's person is just to try and get a little bit of pro- uh, protein, carbs and fats in your Love meal. It. Yeah. And then you're kind of, you should be okay. Yeah, there we go. You've heard it from Ronnie himself. So I can't thank you enough, Ronnie, for giving up your time to share all of that with us. I mean, your story is pretty much, um, in, well, it's just inspiring. And I know that you've got other things out there and books and things that people can go and read. You've actually got another one, haven't you, at the moment coming out? Yeah, the break comes out on the 15th of November. Very exciting. So yeah, it's all based in Soho as well. So this is like um, like a second home for me, Randy. Amazing. Yeah, Mm. we're recording in Soho at the moment. So thank you so much for coming on with me today, Ronnie, and have a lovely rest of your day. Thanks for having me on, Rihanna. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, you'll absolutely love my next guest. So click subscribe to be the first to hear it. And remember, a bit of extra guidance and advice may be all it takes to help you become the healthiest and happiest version of you. In my part handbook and part recipe book, Renourish, A Simple Way to Eat Well, you can follow the structure of a session with me in clinic, gaining the confidence you need to create delicious, nourishing meals at home with my Renourish menu. Check it out on Amazon or all major bookshops. For more information about me, my clinic, recipes, events, health retreats, and so much more, please visit retrition.com and follow me at Retrition on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. A great burger needs to stand on its own. That means the burger has to taste good naked. Whether it's a fried egg on top, spicy mayo, or even peanut butter, these should complement the burger, not define it. And when you don't have a bun lying around, you should try Hex Spring Chicken Burgers. Check out heckfood.co.uk or the major supermarket. Spiced up with spring onions, chili and ginger. It's a little bit different to your classic burger, but delicious on a bed of noodles with some homemade sweet chili sauce. Just blend a few peppers, chili, tomato, garlic and ginger before bringing the mixture to the boil in a saucepan until the sauce thickens.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 